You're listening to the Highlighted Podcast, brought to you by All Sports Culture. Welcome back, everyone, to Highlighted, an All Sports Culture Podcast. Me and Sam for you guys today. No Sully. A lot that's happened over the last couple of week weeks. I wasn't here for the podcast last week. I was on a uh, beach trip, but uh, we're back. I'm back. Podcast is always better when I'm here. Kidding. Um, or you got that summer bod rocking after the beach trip. Nope. You ready? You're not ready. Except though, I um didn't put sunscreen on the back, and it got so Ooh. red, and it just started to peel. Like there was one moment yesterday, Ooh. it looked like I was shedding. It was disgusting. Um, I I feel you so much on that. I mean, I'm paler than a fucking ghost. And I, anytime I go out in the sun, I'm risking burning. So, and I know like so many of my friends, like just have it immediately turned to tan and it just doesn't really happen with me. I, I don't understand how people's pigment cannot like operate like that. I just don't understand it. Like I, every single time. I, if, if it's spring the start of, like right now i'm looking out my window it is snowing right now is if really? there was a little yes it's not really catching the snow is not sticking it's melting right away yeah but like i would walk outside like the other day it was like 50 60 out and it was so nice and then it downpoured for a day and now it's snowing so uh that's wisconsin for yeah me. it was 68 degrees yesterday beautiful like sunny everyone's outside it's snow today so (laughs) yeah that's you know that's the weather it's it's, whatever brutal but um but yeah we uh got some sports to talk about not the weather um last time we talked we've been off topic lately we could talk about the weather we could we just do a weather pod uh we'll be meteorologists for the day um but no all weather culture i love <laughs> i like the sound of that we can we can talk so we haven't talked about the uh final four so let's quickly do that um we'll talk about the national championship but i think the first game obviously that people want to talk about is the unc duke game that happened which was arguably i would say one of the most anticipated games of all time in college basketball history and i had this debate with my friends and they were saying that the 1979 natty between Larry and Magic Johnson, Michigan State, Indiana State, was like more hyped up. But my thing was the reason why that game was hyped up is because of what they did at the NBA yeah. level, I feel like. Yeah. Like this game, I like not like no one on this team is really gonna make it huge in the NBA except for maybe Paolo Bancaro, like Trevor Keels, maybe but like no one, it was just a great college basketball rivalry game. And that's why it was so anticipated. It was the best rivalry of all time. Coach K's last ever game. Like the storyline is something you could not dream of it actually happening. And it actually did. So that's why I'm saying it was arguably the most anticipated game of all time, or it was. And it delivered on all cylinders, a back and forth game led by Caleb Love three-pointer to seal the deal for UNC. I don't know if you, did you watch the game, Sam? Yeah, I didn't get to watch, um, nova kansas sadly uh, no, but no that that game sucked but anyway. i don't care i i did get to, i did get to well it sucked for me because i had nova as my natty pick yeah which sucked um but i did get to watch this game uh, a good majority of it and it was a fucking awesome game i i will say that yeah um, so you know when 
when Keels had that three with like under two minutes to go, it had Duke up one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, there's no way Duke loses this game. I, I, I was fully Be- with you. Because there. Duke has been so good the whole tournament against Michigan State, Arkansas, Texas Tech at just like closing out games. And not to say they weren't good in this game, but their free throw shooting was abysmal, horrible. Yeah. Like when Mark yeah. Williams went to the line down one, all you need is one free throw to tie the game and you can't even make both. It's the stuff like that, that they're going to punch themselves in the net. And it's just, it's crazy. But like I said, that Caleb, Caleb love three at the end of the game, absolute dagger. Um, UNC was phenomenal from uh, beyond the perimeter all day long. And I, I can't believe UNC did it. Like I thought the game would be close and it was the whole way through, but I was like, Duke's going to find a way to win this game. And I just felt like the storyline behind Coach K was too good for it to end in the Final Four. I feel like it'd be like he's people are gonna remember he beat UNC um, in the Final Four in his last season, and then he rode off to the sunset, winning a national championship against a one seed Kansas. Like it just felt like a thirty for thirty, something you couldn't like dream of it actually happening. And then when it didn't in the Final Four, it was like, damn, this is surreal. Yeah, I mean, I was with you. I mean. Coming into the tournament, both you and I were not high on Duke. Uh, we, we thought this team was not very good. We thought basically all the things they showed in this game would bite them in the ass in, like, the round of 32. Like, that's what we were thinking. Um, their free throw shooting, like you said, was terrible. They were 12 for 20 in this game, um, which is 60%. My math is correct. Uh, good, good math. Good math. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and then I checked the UNC was 17 of 24 from free throw. But the main difference in this game was the bench. So let's take a look. So Duke went seven deep. They didn't go further than seven players. Obviously, Keels came off the bench. He was great. Um, but they went seven deep. They gave those guys all fair minutes. UNC, who do you uh, – okay, I, I assume you know who their highest minutes on the bench was for this game, the player who it was. But how many minutes do you think that player had? Thirty-six. Off the bench? I, I don't know. What is it? Okay, who do you think it is first? So there's – who starts? Let me go. It goes RJ – Brady, Caleb, Armando, was it? Black's the other starter. Um, Leaky, and then it's, hold on, was it, it wasn't Puff. It was Puff Johns. Did he play? He, no, he barely, he barely played in this game. It was like, I'm going to go with. The championship, he went off. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with 15. He played nine minutes. Jeez, that's crazy. That's and crazy. he basically did nothing the whole game until he had to make those two free throws at the end. Yeah. Um, when they put him in and then he got fouled. Um, but he had nine minutes. He had a bunch, a couple rebounds. That was it. Then he hit those two free throws at the end of the game. Yeah. So this game was literally just UNC starters. And you could tell uh, they were gassed. Um, and when... um. When Bacot went down with that ankle, did you think the game was over? Like, just plain simple. Because he's yeah. been so good this tournament for them. And yeah. And, and same, similar to, like – He didn't even like, play them. 
didn't similar play to that the, well. No, and similar to the national championship, I had the same thought. Like when he was driving to the rim and had the injury with a minute 30 left, I was like, they're not winning this game. And they didn't. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt similar in the Duke game, but it wasn't necessarily like the Baycott thing. It was more only, it was more so like, I just thought Duke was so much talented. And even with Baycott on the court, Mm-hmm. I thought just their guard play was unbelievable and Paolo was going to take over, something we've seen the whole tournament. And it was just weird that it all kind of fell apart. And, and credit to UNC because, like, R.J. Davis and Caleb Love, very inconsistent players the whole regular season. And then you put them in this instance, and they were electric in those yeah. And then Brady, that three Brady Manic made in the left side with right after the kill shot was fucking amazing the caleb love three to basically ice the game yeah that was tough like that shot when that went in i'm like oh this game's over there's no way that's right and that's why like in the national championship when caleb had that shot too at like for the buzzer beater yeah your first thing is like there's no shot at going in but then you remember like his shot against duke and you're like well knowing his range and what he's made this definitely could go in and it was like had the good distance it was just off by a little bit so yeah the duke unc game definitely lived up to the hype um but yeah the kansas nova game kansas in that game was so dominant it was unbelievable and something that i was worried about nova the whole year is their death play and it really showed into effect today because they got yeah. in foul trouble early no justin moore really hurt them if justin moore plays in that game it is so much more competitive um but obviously with jermaine samuels kong gillespie there's only so much that Nova squad can do. And Kansas, God, Kansas in the second half against UNC and Kansas in this whole game was freaking amazing. Like one of the best NCAA tournament teams that we've seen in the last decade, just because you have David McCormack, like Oshie Adabaji, like those guys that are big men down below, a team like UNC who's just had Baycott down low, it's so hard to match up against both of those guys. And when, you saw that both of them, Jalen Wilson as well, was in foul trouble in the national championship. UNC took advantage of that at the end of the first half. Like they, their guard play was great. Manic was making a lot of shots. Offensively, Kansas was not doing anything because Abaji was in foul trouble. He was not playing up to his standards. Mm-hmm. Second half hits, and you see guys like Christian Brown take over. Like Kansas was just such a different team in the second half. It was unbelievable to see. I was like, this game's over at halftime. They're, like you, really? there's you and that was the largest comeback in NCAA tournament history. And I'm like, the way UNC's playing, I don't like Kansas was so bad offensively in the first half. I was like, if anyone's gonna give them a switch, it would be Bill Self, but I just don't really see it happening. And goodness gracious, right out of the gate, just like that, they were ready to play. Yeah, they came out swinging in that second half. I mean, they were. Something happened. I don't know what happened in that locker room at halftime, but it worked. And their defense just stepped up. And obviously, a little bit of brain dead play from UNC helped them in the end. I mean, that last possession by UNC, um, one of the most bad possessions I've ever seen. Just, but it's weird, in, especially they- in that moment, too, because usually they're so good at it. Right. Um, and what's weird, I was so worried because I had um, UNC plus four and a half. And so they, that the last position, horrible, right? They, they're throwing it all over the place. Brady, I think, was it, they were trying to get a pass to Caleb or RJ on the left side. It went out of bounds, right? I'm like, they're going to foul. 
Kansas is going to make two free throws, and then they're going to lose by five, and I'm going to lose my bet of plus four and a half. Then they step out of bounds, and I'm like, that's the one thing that couldn't happen if you're a Kansas fan. You step out of bounds, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Great, It was a great design, defensive design by UNC. And then that, I mean, I, I get you want the ball in Caleb Love's hands, but everyone knows it's going there. And he just chucked up a shot that was never going in. He but, chucked up two shots that didn't go anywhere. Right. And then Manic had a shot below the hoop and then he kicked it out. Yeah. Um, and it went out of bounds. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. it was just, it was obviously the pressure got to them and they didn't really, they just panicked. And did they, like, like, if you thought they were exhausted in that Duke UNC game, oh, they're, oh yeah, they were done. They were like, done in this game. You had, um, who was it for them? Um, or was it Kansas? Who was the player that just like started puking? Puff the, Johnson. Yeah, it was Puff. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Cause it just like, he was like crouching down and just started letting it out. Like, damn, these guys are exhausted. That's the most minutes Puff has played in the whole regular season combined. I mean, he was um, great in this oh, he game was. though. Oh yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, overall, what were your thoughts on the tournament? There's a lot of like discourse over this tournament on if it was actually good. Um, there are a lot of blowouts in this tournament. Not very much early on. The this round of 64 was awesome. Um, I will say that. It was one of the best round of 64s we've had in a while. Uh, like every game was close. Um, but as it kind of went on, it didn't really hold up as well. Um, I do think the finish was great, though. I, I, it kind of was like great start. Middle was eh. Ending was very strong. That last weekend of Final Four and championship was great. Elite Eight was okay. Um, but I thought the tournament was enjoyable for the most part. Uh, I appreciate March Madness a lot more now after we had it taken away from us for a year. Right. Um, so I can appreciate it a lot more. And uh, I, obviously the best part that people liked about the tournament was St. Peter's. I think everyone would agree. And I yeah. mean, first 15 seed to make the Elite Eight. I mean, kudos. And they now were they awesome. have their top seven players have all entered the transfer portal. And their so. coach has already taken a job somewhere else. Yep. So hey. that's it for their Cinderella story. Clock yeah. struck midnight. Uh, that's what happens though when you're at a school with 2000 student population it's just like when you got an opportunity to go somewhere else better got to take advantage of it but yeah i agree good tournament wasn't the best one i can remember i think 2019 was a lot better 2019 um, yeah but like like you said i mean it's march madness how like it's always going to be enjoyable it's fun i followed college basketball this season more than i ever have so i plan on it like i always i, lo- I knew a lot more about the tournament this year um but 74 chicken nuggets is what I have to do. So when is that going to take place? I don't know. I was talking to them. So not making excuses, but my debit card got hacked. So I got to wait till I get that back. Um, but what I don't are know. The, what are the nuggets from? Sorry. I, I That's the thing. I got to decide that. Obviously the most ideal would be like a small nugget, like Chick-fil-A's, but it's hella expensive. The Chick-fil-A like, nuggets pack a ton of like stuff in there. Yeah. Like if you want to scarf them, Go with like Burger King because Burger King, you can scarf. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to do 74. I'm going to have to decide because like I think I can get to like 40 and then I got to decide if I want to like pull trig or if I can just like take like a 30 minute break. 
I'm going to get it done though. Cause I'm not backing out of the bet. So I got to figure that out. Um, but you're going to do better than Sully did. I can, that's I not can hard assure to do. you that. I love the best thing about Sully is like, he tries to defend himself. He's like, it was cold. I'm like, heat it up. I don't give a fuck excuses, man. Um, but whatever. Um, all right. So good tournament. 10 out of 10, not 10 out of 10, but it was solid. Moving on. I want to talk about some MLB with the season kicking off yesterday. Is that good with you? Sure. Yeah. All right, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we just kind of just know baseball's so back. I, we can talk about the new rules and all that that are being incorporated. And- so, yes, I don't know all of them, but I know like they're doing a new postseason to where it's like there's three wild card teams now, correct? Yes. Yes. So that's cool. six teams per per conference. Okay. But how does it how does it work like come playoff time? I think they're just gonna I'm gonna look it up right now, but okay. I, I believe it's just one play six, two play. I don't know how this is gonna work. Um I'm actually gonna look this up and like, see how this do the top works. two seats in each conference get a buy. Okay, so here's all the new rules. I'm just going to read them off to you, all right? Yeah, do it. So NL is now getting DH, which is awesome. Sweet, I, and that big, always needed to happen. Big fan of that. In 2023, they're going to add a pitch clock, and they're going to ban the shift. Um, and the bases are going to be larger. I think the bases being larger is stupid, by the way. I think the pitch clock is stupid. Um, aren't they I also doing? Are, aren't they also doing that in the extra innings? You don't have a guy on first anymore. A second, yeah, they're or not a second. Doing that that's what yeah. Which is okay. great because that was so dumb. That was really dumb. Uh, they did that because COVID. I get it um, to get the games over with quicker, but it's like, come on, uh, it was a bad thing. I do like this. They're doing a draft lottery now. Ooh, that's um, cool to get rid of tanking. So, and they're uh, kind of helping out smaller market teams with the new lottery too. So the, the smaller markets are going to have a better chance of getting a higher pick, um, which is great, but I need to see this new postseason thing. Yeah. I'll see if I can see if I can try and find it and we'll be post season new rules. But it is, it is six teams per conference. Um, all right, so let's see. Yeah, so it's what the heck? The braids are wait, what? <laughs> Trying to figure this out. This is really complicated. What do you got? So it's saying, so let's use last year. So last year it went Giants, Brewers, Braves, and then Dodgers and Cardinals were the wild card. Yeah. So the Reds would have gotten in as a wild card as well. Yeah. Um, but so the the Braves would have taken on the Reds. Three versus six. So it there's two wild card games now. Three versus six and four versus five. Yeah. So and then, winner, and then this that's the lower seed. Of, Even this, if you win your division, that's absurd. Wait, that is actually no, no. 
Oh, wait. Wait, three plays six as a wild card game? Why? What it looks like. That's really stupid. Yeah, Not- if you win your division, you got to – yeah. Wait. Oh, no. It might be a series. Oh, it's a series. Okay. So okay. It's a, th- a three-game series, I'm assuming. I believe so. And then it goes to the – yeah, okay. So Brewers and Giants would have gotten a bye last year. And then okay. they do – uh now being a yeah okay so four versus five is now a series and then three versus six is a series so there's no wild card games no sweet that was so dumb oh that's i love the wild card games because they're ridiculous they were but like you i don't know it's like kind of felt bad that like you literally did you played 162 games all for one to matter i don't know that's true. I, I know that that's completely fair, but I just love how chaotic wild card yeah. games. We, I remember when we talked about the Cardinals Dodgers one last year, it was, that game was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know what else was amazing? The 2019 wild card game no, no, between we, the Brewers can, and no, Nationals. No, that no, was actually no, a really good one as well. We don't need to talk about that. Um, you're going to suck this year. Pay Juan Soto already. Why don't you? Dude, we, um, did you see our game last night? We can't, we can't do anything. Well, our bullpen sucks with corbin as a number one we can't <laughs> score like juan soto's obs is gonna be like 500 but it won't <laughs> matter because no one else can get on like you want nelson cruz to get like it's oh my god it's, <laughs> it's so bad i told um, you when you sign him nelson cruz is just gonna get dealt at the deadline you sign like him but in all honesty team. like it's not like we're in a horrible spot though because we have young guys like Kaybert Ruiz, however you say his name. Like we have young guys in our farm system is looking like it'll be good in the next couple of years, but like, geez, this year is going to be rough. It's, it's going to be rough, but all right, Kurt. So now that we have these new rules in place, let's just do a quick playoff prediction. Let's just pick six teams from each conference that we think are going to make the postseason. All right. Um, you and who do you think is going to, uh, yeah, let me pull up the MLB uh standing i can go first if you want okay so uh who are you having win each division in the nl so dodgers are winning the nls there's no explanation there ridiculous it's so fucking unfair like they're i don't know they they add a draft lottery and then they don't do anything to stop like overspending like Mm -hmm. they need to God, baseball needs a cap the moment when like floor. the moment we so realized bad. they were getting three men, it was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so yeah, and it's and they, it, it's it's just they lost Jansen, they replaced him with Kimbrel. I mean, this just stuff. It, it's just ridiculous how the Dodgers operate and how easy it is for them. Um, because if you're a big market in the MLB, you're destined to win like you can like i think in all of sports small market is the absolute worst when it comes to the mlb um yeah the only thing that plays into their to small markets hands well in the mlb is arbitration because it keeps great players around for way too fucking long before they hit free agency um but once they get to be a free agent they're gone most likely because they don't want to pay them. Like you're seeing teams like the Indian or not the Indians. I'm sorry. The guardians now. Um, <laughs> it's going to get weird. It's hard to, it's hard to keep reminding myself of that, but yeah. uh, 
You got the Guardians. You have the A's who just completely chopped their payroll down. Uh, the Reds just chopped their entire payroll down. I mean, you're seeing all these teams now just go down to less than $40 million in payroll. And you see a guy like Max Scherzer, who's getting paid more than an entire MLB roster. Like that should not happen. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, sorry. Okay. So Dodgers win the NL West. I agree. Uh, who do you got winning the central central? I have the Brewers winning. Um, and then for the NL East, I have the Braves winning that. I agree. The Mets the are part. so damn overrated, but this happens on a yearly basis. So what are we even talking about? I completely <laughs> understand they get Scherzer, but I feel like so many people are overlooking DeGrom's injury and how much time he's going to miss at the start of the season. Yeah, and that really hurt them last year. Um, I mean, DeGrom just didn't play last year. I mean, right. getting some of DeGrom is better than getting none of DeGrom. And Correct. they still nearly like, he's still going nearly to be, made the wild card last like, year. It's not like a thing where he's going to be back next week. This is going to take some time. Yes. He's going to yes. miss not like half the season, but he'll miss what 20, 30 games is what we're saying. I don't know what the exact number will be, but, but they did add a lot more than just Max Scherzer. Sure. Team. No, they no, added I... a lot more hitting and this team is going to be better. And I think they are a wild card team at least. Um, but we'll see. I do think the Cardinals have a very real chance of winning the central though. I do too, um, but the Brewers just made so many more moves in the offseason than it did. I feel like the Cardinals did absolutely nothing this offseason. We didn't do much either. We, we lost Garcia and we replaced him with Hunter Renfro. And then we signed McCutcheon to be our DH. That was really it. McCutcheon is not like a terrible option. It's not. He's fine. But I wish we did more to fix the hitting. They're just really relying on Yelich being better. And then yeah. our, hit, our new hitting coaches can get more out of these these guys. That's really it. I Usually the Brewers don't do much of free agency, and then they go off around the deadline to fix their needs. Um, but we'll see. I do think the Cardinals and Brewers will finish within like three games of each other, though. Um, yeah. I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, who you guys are wild card teams? <laughs> My bad. You. Had to take a sneeze. Um, wild card teams. I have the Giants. I have the yep. Cardinals. Yep. And I have the Mets. Yeah. What's your stance on the Phillies? I mean, when you, I mean, they made a lot fine. of moves. They did. And I think Bryce Harper will have another. MVP caliber type of season. So yeah. when you have that going for you, you're going to be really good. The NL East is just a really good division. Like the Marlins are going to get fourth place. And I want them, like, I feel like with the young talent they have and how like improvement they have been over the last couple of years, they should be in a third top three position. But with you said with Philadelphia and what they've done, I feel like it's kind of in a position where they can't be. So I think they'll no be good. Padres. I mean, Tatis is going to be out for exactly. a bit um they did improve this this rotation i mean this rotation is gonna be really good uh and they did shed hosmer finally and get like voight in there um but i don't know tatis being out is just gonna hurt them and it hurt them last year when he I know a lot of people last year 
Yeah, I know so many people that are like so huge on like a huge year for Machado. So we'll see if see what I'm happens. with you. I think it'll go Dodgers, Braves, and then winner of NL Central. I'll go with the Brewers because I'm a homer. <laughs> um, and then I'll go Giants, Cardinals, Mets, like okay. in that order. Sweet. Would you say the same? I would. Roughly? Yeah. Okay. All right, then for the AL, I'll have winning the East. I'll have the Blue Jays, but I think the Rays are going to be, like, super close to them. Yeah, I, I actually agree. The Blue Jays, I think, are going to pull they're, that division away. They just have, like, offensively, they just have guys that from, like, their their whole order is fucking amazing. Um, but the Rays, I think, are really solid. I got the Rays over 87 and a half wins as a bet, which I really love. What? Yeah. That low? Mm-hmm. So, big fan of that one. Um, so, Blue Jays, Rays. I think Blue Jays, but if you set the Rays, I'd have no problem with it. Um, AL Central, I'll go with the White Sox, even though I think Larusa holds his team back. I think he's going to hold them back on postseason time because I've seen a lot of people say they're going to make the World Series, which, I mean, I'd be fine to party like it's 2005 again, but <laughs> it's I just don't really see it happening with him as your guy. And then for the AL West, I have the Astros. And then for the wild card, I'll go Rays. I'll go Mariners. And then I'll go Twins, just because the Twins made a shit ton of moves. Wow, no Yankees or Red Sox? No, but again, that division's super stacked. I Maybe the Yankees, actually. I think the Yankees are better than the Red Sox, even though a lot of people still think the Red Sox are a top 10 team, which... I get, I completely understand that, but it's so low in that division. I'd go Yankees yeah. actually instead of the um, um, instead of the Twins, but I think the Twins will be really solid this year. Yeah, I agree. I think the Jays are winning that division. Um, I love their team. I I think they're going to be really con- heavy competitors in this year. Um, I'll go with the Sox as well and the Astros, and then Mariners, Rays, and then obviously Yankees or Red Sox. I'm going to go with the Red Sox here, though. Um, I just have a lot more faith in them than the Yankees. Um, all right, what's your World Series? World Series, out of the National League, I will sadly go Dodgers. Um, and then for the American League, I will go with... I think I'm going to go the Rays. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It was either between the Rays or the Astros, but I think the Rays will do it. I'm going to go. Dude, I I feel like the Cardinals are just going to go on a run this year. I don't know why, because this is Molina's last year. This is Pujols' last year. This probably is going to be Wainwright's last year, too. Um, I feel like they're just going to have this mentality in the postseason um and they're going to go on a run but i don't think i'm going to put them in the in the world series i'm going to go dodgers and blue jays okay and and who do you have blue, winning i'm gonna have the blue jays winning hmm, i'm gonna go with the dodgers i don't trust them Makes i don't sense. trust them they just I, never pull it out they never do and the and one it, time they did was in the most Weird year like of all time. Asterisk and weird year of all time. If you wanted to put an asterisk on any single sports yeah. year. Hey, 
look, the only thing I care about the Dodgers is their play-by-play is now the World Series commentator. So that's what I'm happy about. Um, All right, but cool. MLB, I'm excited. I'm trying to watch a lot more this year than I have in the past, even though I don't know why I chose this year because my team's going to be the worst it's been over the past decade. But, like, it's going to be – it's going to shape out to be a really good year. And I feel like with the lockout, I kind of was like, I shouldn't take this for granted because there are so many times in the summer – where I was like, I don't give a fuck about baseball. And like, I think we all hit that mark because it's 162 games, but I don't know. It's still going to be exciting to watch. Also because the NBA lasted a lot longer last year. It went till late July. And then right when the NBA ended, the NFL started. Um, So there was probably just, there's no, there wasn't that gap space of time between the NBA and NFL to really latch onto a single sport. Yeah. Um, but that's going to come back this year. And uh, I'm personally shocked that the lockout got figured out. Um, I thought this was not going to get figured out until probably where we are right now. Um, but baseball's back. Yeah, it is. For the better or for the worse. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we'll move on now to something that is uh, that has been back, and that's the uh, NBA. But a team that wasn't back this year was the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I'll ask this question to start off because it's been trending, and I know like everyone wants to dissect this Lakers thing. Is this? I don't want to say the most, but is this one of the like worst, like most disappointing seasons? you can recall in the NBA in an NBA year. Like it's hard to think of another one off the top. Of your I don't head. think any of us ever thought this team was going to win the championship though. Right. Because if any, anyone with a brain saw this, I don't even remember what I said after this trade. I remember I said, I would have rather had buddy healed than, than Russell Westbrook for this team. Um, but anyone saw this trade, with Russell Westbrook knew this wasn't going to work. They, they just knew with how these players play and how it just wasn't going to work out. And then all these free agent signings they did, which are all these old, old guys. And then also these other guys that are kind of injury riddled. And obviously the team sucked. It, it was just a bad team and it's plain and simple. Even though LeBron James is awesome. He had a great year. Cannot deny that. Um, he couldn't help this team at all. The rest of this team could not do shit. Um, Russell Westbrook was awful. He he wasn't good. I don't know what they're going to do with him. And the like, weird part is like throughout a Russell Westbrook, and sorry to interrupt you, but like throughout a Russell Westbrook, like, like year, like a normal year for him. Like he starts off shit, does really well in the bulk of the season and then finishes off horribly. He was horrible the whole way through. He never really got to a point where he was really good. The one game where he had a great game was where he had the buzzer beaters against, was it Toronto? Yeah. Like that, that's it. That's the only one I can think of. He was just bad. He, he was just straight up not good. And, he and here's my thing. His team. Here's my thing. I, I feel like, and I don't know if it's going to come after the end of the regular season, but Frank Vogel is going to be the scapegoat. Oh, yes. God, he does yes. not deserve to be by any means. Like, not saying he's an elite head coach, but goodness gracious, it is so hard to make this all work. In L.A., the pressure's already there. Like, I don't know, man. And it sucks because they're, like, 
what are you going to do in this instance? Like, like you said, in San, like I saw something where it's like the Lakers would be crazy to bring back Anthony Davis for next year. It didn't work out this year, but like, that's kind of reality. You're not going to face. Obviously you don't want Russell Westbrook on your team next year, but like you, they were rumored to try and like trade him at the deadline. No one wants to do though. You're in such a pickle. And now with LeBron James at 38, 39, whatever it is, your time crunch has been limited to only a certain amount of years. So you got to figure something out. I mean, look at the past of Frank Vogel being the head coach. First year, they won a championship with him, a head coach. Um, I don't remember what seed they were. Were they the two seed that year or the one seed? I think they were the one seed. I can double check that for you, though. So the Rockets were like, a, I don't remember what seed they were, but um, yeah, they, they were a top seed that year. And that was definitely the best roster they had. They were the LeBron one seed. Okay. Uh, they were really good that year. Like just playing simple, like you couldn't deny it. Um, and then the year after Anthony Davis and LeBron both have long injuries. Um, I don't think that roster was inherently that bad last year. It obviously wasn't as good as their championship winning roster. Um, but it wasn't, it was still a decent team. I mean, they made the playoffs regardless of LeBron and AD both missing time at the same time as well. There was a lot of overlap, but they still won games, um, with the team they had. And then this year, they the, the problem with the Lakers, this is the problem I have with the Lakers. They always feel the need to completely overhaul the roster year in and year out around LeBron. Um, every single year, I swear, it's LeBron and Anthony Davis. And then they just completely dismantle everything around them and throw a different team in there every single time. Yeah. And they never keep any like organic chemistry or keep maintain anything. It's like they're throwing a ton of darts at once and see what stays. And obviously this team is not going to stay. Um, last, you could look at so many moves that they missed out on doing, like not trading Taylor Horton Tucker for Cal- Kyle Lowry. Now looks like the dumbest move they've ever made. Um because Taylor Horton Tucker is not a good basketball player. And they were trying to throw that THT first round pick trade out there every single week of the season before the deadline never happened because no one wants THT. Um, now that Kyle Lowry would have been a perfect complimented point guard for Russell Westbrook. They didn't do it. Uh, and then they went and got Russ and let's not just say this is the front office's fault. This is also LeBron's fault. He wanted Russell Westbrook. Anthony Davis also wanted Russell Westbrook instead of the guys that would fit around them better. And uh, they're paying the price for it. I mean, this is the fourth time in LeBron's career that he's missed the playoffs. And two of them have been with the Lakers in a span of four years. So, yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. It's, it's very interesting to see how this team has gone. And I want to ask you the question. I mean, this might be a dumb question. It probably is really stupid. Sorry. Um, where do you think this team is at? Let, let's. I know we're getting into hypotheticals here. Let's say Anthony Davis is not traded to the Lakers, okay? Let's say he goes to Boston or something, okay? Where do you think this team is at if they just let uh, Lonzo Ball grow into the player he is? 
Josh Hart grow into the player he is. Brandon Ingram grow into the player he is. Kyle Kuzma grow into the player he is. They just let those guys grow and kept that depth around that team. And uh, like LeBron did in early 2010 or 2014, he went back to Cleveland because he saw a younger team that was growing and could have been really good with like Kyrie Irving. Um, how do you think this team is now if they had that sense of stability throughout the years? I think right now, obviously they're better, but we said it the moment you trade for Anthony Davis, if you win a championship, it doesn't matter. They yes. got the ring and they, Anthony Davis, I like was phenomenal in the 2020 NBA yes. finals. Great. And it's weird because we've seen over the last couple of years, the last two years, it's kind of been the complete opposite of that. Um, so I have no shame in them going after Anthony Davis. They paid a hefty price for them, for him. Um, but like we said, it doesn't really matter what you give up. We said that with Matthew Stafford, with the Rams. As long as you get your ring, you're not going to look silly for what you did. I'm with yes. the same agreements with the Lakers. Now, this is the problem you ran into, though, because you knew that if you took on an Anthony Davis, you had to give away such young talent to people you just mentioned. Um, and, your, and your time span to win a ring was condensed into only a couple of years. And look, they did it in 2020, but we run the question on was one championship kind of the goal was a multiple. That's such a hypothetical among everyone else. I'm in the boat of they want a ring, which is extremely tough to do. And it's like, yeah, I give you props there. But obviously after that, we expected last year, even being a seven seat, the Lakers were the highest odds to win the NBA finals going to the playoffs. Everyone knew that LeBron and what he's done in the past was unbelievable. Now that bet was so dumb, but they were playing the NBA final representatives out of the West in the first round. And that's always tough. I think if they play relatively any other team, in the first round, they have a good chance of winning, but you're playing the Suns, and the Suns cooked them, but it was a disappointing year last year. And this year was even worse, but that's simply really because they had Russell Westbrook on this team and you had other guys on this veteran squad that just did not step up to the plate. And like you said, a big problem with this Lakers team is just because of the makeshift and switching of the roster they do on a yearly basis. Um, and it's going to happen again next year. LeBron's yep. going to stay there and they're going to figure some shit out. People are going to say they're back and they're probably not going to be. So like you said, I, it looks better now from a long-term situation if you let those young guys flourish, but they got a ring so you cannot in any means blame yes. them for what they did. And I agree with you. I completely agree with you. I just wanted to pose the question because oh, yeah. um, I'm seeing a lot of Lakers fans say they fucking hate Anthony Davis right now. Um, or as they like to call him, Anthony day to Davis. Um, <laughs> he's not had a good year at all. He's, he's not been a good player this year. Um, he's had his moments, obviously, but he's obviously had his, usual situations where he's injured and all that um you could argue he's not a top 10 player right now and i wouldn't be against it uh and it it's similar with like the james harden thing you know you bring in this this superstar player to play again alongside your star player and you know what they are already and you're hoping that they can outgrow that um with Andy davis you at least have that space um, with James Harden, as we're seeing right now, he he already hit his peak. It, it's like I I somehow turned this into me roasting James Harden again. I always do that. Um, 
But the thing is, yeah, the Lakers are just, they're like you said, they're just going to do this shit again this year. They're going to do it again this offseason unless they change management, which they're not because Rob Polinka and Jeannie Buss are like, ooh, they're yeah. like together all, all the time. Um, watch, just, watch, watch the Lakers show. I so haven't good. yet. I haven't yet. Jeannie but... Buss is, <laughs> she's so, it's so funny in the show. <laughs> so funny. Um, no, continue. Sorry. But yeah, like this management's not going to change. They're just going to fire Frank Vogel. They're going to completely overhaul the roster, except keep like fucking Wenyan Gabriel, who had an okay year with them. <laughs> and then, and then, ba- and try and keep Malik Monk probably. And then say, bring in a whole new team and then hire like, I don't know, who would they hire? I don't even know who's available because they're not going to hire an assistant, first time head coach. I don't think they would do that. I think they would hire someone who's done it before. They'd go for like um Dan Tony. That's a, yeah, like a Dan Tony, like a veteran guy. I'm trying to think of more. They want to go. I don't know. It, whatever. Um, one last other thing I want to mention though, since we're kind of talking about like these, I don't want to say elite, but like these high, highly marketed NBA teams. The Nets are in the East and they are currently as an eight seed, which is crazy because going into the year, I know they had James Harden at the time, but we thought a lot differently of the squad. And even with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, they just have not been that good. 42 and 38. I mean, I know like I have a lot of fans that are Celtics fans or excuse me, Heat fans, Celtics fans, even you as a Bucks fan. It's like, you don't want to get that one seed is because you're going up against a Nets team that could potentially cause damage i'm not afraid of them trust me i i get that but i would much rather face a bulls or a Cavs team than the nets i mean everyone would everyone in their right mind would but i think it's just dumb like the bucks i remember last year prior to the playoffs the bucks had a game an afternoon saturday game against the miami heat and the miami heat resting starters they didn't play jimmy butler in that game and i don't think they played bam out of bio if the bucks won that game they were going to play the heat in the first round and the bucks did not they didn't tank they had a discussion about if they were going to tank prior to the playoffs and see if they could dodge the heat to play i don't remember who it was but uh play someone like boston or play someone like um philly or something like that and they didn't dodge them they took them on they said we're gonna face you first round and and overcome this and they swept them they weren't afraid of them and they didn't want they weren't scared like they were in the past they went straight on and everything fell their way because of that um i think that's the right mentality to take in the playoffs not go the easy path just try and overcome everything because if you can't get past the first hump you're not going to win it's just not going to happen if you can't be brooklyn you're not going to win the championship that's pretty plain and simple yeah um you have to be the best team so beat the best the better teams you know it doesn't really matter um so i don't think the bucks are going to dodge anyone i i think they know that they've won a championship they can beat anyone that's fine that they're not going to dodge anyone the other teams, I know the Heat are locked into the one seed now, so we'll see how that turns out. If if Toronto falls into the seven seed in the next few games, 
Kyrie can't play against Toronto. It's true. Um, so they might get the eight seed in that instance. And then the Heat have to play the Nets in the first round. Um, the Nets might not even make the playoffs. They're in the play-in right now. Like, no one's really talking about that. They don't have a set playoff spot. Everyone's just kind of assuming they're going to make it because it's Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, which is completely okay. I I think they're going to make it too. But there's always that instance of luck and things not going your way. And like we were referring to with the wild card round just before you play an 82-game season, and your season comes down to two games. Does that seem kind of unfair to you? Yeah. It probably does. But I love the play-in. I freaking love the play-in. It's awesome. Yeah. I said this last year. I, I, I think it's awesome. But if the Nets, and I just said this for the Bucks, if the Nets can't beat the Raptors or the Cavs, and then they can't even beat, like, the – I don't even know who the other two East play-in teams are. I think it's the Hornets and the the, 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 the Hornets and the ooh. I, I actually don't know. Do you know who the other NBA play the the Hawks and the Hornets? The Hawks. If they can't beat the Hawks or the Hornets either, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah, it's true. It's just how it works. And then if you're a team at the top of the East, you wouldn't you shouldn't be afraid of them in that instance. You, you're the top of the food chain for a reason. So, I don't know. I hate this talk of, like, trying to dodge teams now. Even though I was a big proponent of trying to dodge the Heat last year, uh, that playoff run last year taught me a lot of how to look at sports. And I think if you're being a pussy and trying to dodge teams, you're a pussy and you're not going to win. That, that's, pretty, that's pretty much it. So, Yeah. Mic drop on that one from Sam. That's my spiel. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah. When is when is the regular season end? Is it this week or next week? Because when is the when is the NBA season end? Is it this week or next? I think it's Sunday. Sunday. Okay, so next week we'll be the playing games, and we'll do our podcast next week on our playing game playoff reaction or predictions. Um, But yeah, that's it for this pod. Anything else you want to add, Sam? Uh, nothing much really. I mean, sports, we, sports. we haven't talked about sports in a while. I know we've done a lot of off topic, but that's it for this pod. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Like I said, with NBA playoff predictions till next time, we will see you guys later.